It's time for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call-in line is 646-716-4972. And now here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin. Let's begin. Hello, everybody. This is David Lickin. Welcome to another podcast. It's Monday, October 28th, and we are at the MBA Annual Conference here in Austin, Texas. We started out Saturday with the Empower event. It was an outstanding event. Then we had the opening reception last night. We're looking forward to sharing with you a lot of good information in this podcast. Alice Alvey and I were at the Empower event, and she recorded her segment Wait till you hear some of the things she has to say in her segment. Very interesting information. Again, we say each and every week that this podcast is created by mortgage professionals. It is for mortgage professionals, and we're grateful to have you as our listener. Appreciate you sharing this podcast with others and letting others know about it. Our commitment is to bring you and anyone you refer us to timely information about what's going on in the mortgage industry and doing so in an audio format that you can listen to anytime and anywhere. In today's hot topic, we've got Chris McEntee, who's president of ICE Mortgage Services, and MERS. As you will hear on the podcast, ICE bought not only the New York Stock Exchange, but as well as MERS and more recently, Simplifile. You're going to hear Chris McEntee talk about his strategy for where the company's going. You're going to find this interview very interesting. We're proud to be a part of the Industry Syndicate. You can check out all the podcasts at industrysyndicate.com. You know what? I'm thinking about all the people that are listeners. So if we get so many people walking up to us at the conference on Saturday, we had numerous people come and say how much they enjoy the podcast and what we produce. So just grateful to all of you, as we say here in Texas, to all y'all for listening in and being a part of this podcast. I want to start off by thanking our sponsors, the Mortgage Bankers Association of America, which is putting on the conference here in Austin. They do such an amazing job. I wish you were all here. For those of you listeners that we saw here at the conference, it was great seeing you, and we only can say we wish we saw all you all here at the conference. Also, a special thank you to Black Knight, who has developed the actionable intelligence platform that can deliver data that drives growth and reduces costs. Go to blackknightinc.com. Also, Open Mortgage, a leading buyer of reverse mortgage loans as well as the home of some top LOs in the country. Also, I want to say thank you to Finastra, whose Fusion Mortgage Bot solution automatically addresses compliance issues while delivering enhanced borrower satisfaction and increased productivity. Also, a special thank you to ResX, Warehouse Lending, a division of United Bank. Check out Ken Jones' interview from 9-16, September 16th. The Three Pillars of Successful Leadership, as well as Lenders One and the Mortgage Collaborative. We have both of them have events at here at the annual conference. Be excited to see all our friends from both of these wonderful co-ops. If you're not a member of either of these, be sure to check them both out. You may want to do what others have done, what we have done, and that's become a member of both of them. Then there's the CMLA, which stands for the Community Mortgage Lenders of America. Great trade association. Encourage you to check them out. A little bit smaller than the MBA. They don't put on the conferences. They work in partnership and in sync with the MBA. So we're proud to be members of them as well as having them sponsor the podcast. 
And then there's Velma, an efficient mortgage marketing platform that really gets the word out about your message. I work with Brent Embler, who's always working on refining their message. They do a great job. We appreciate their effort to get the message out to all of you through emails on this podcast. Also, KnowledgeCube, providing easy, fun training for mortgage lenders, as well as Vidyard, a powerful video communications technology enabling you to powerfully connect with your customer. And then there's AI Assist, powered by Conversica. I tell you what they could do for your business is nothing less than miraculous. Then I want to say a special thank you to Alice, Andy, Alan, and Joe for their contributions to our podcast each and every week. Let's take a look at the macro view of what's going on on the markets with Les Parker and the TM Spotlight. TM Spotlight Soundbites is brought to you by Amesworth Advisors. To To dream dream the the impossible impossible dream. dream. To fight trade and deflation foes. Are the G4 central bankers the modern Don Quixote as they try to offset trade wars, slowing economies, and deflation? A Brexit deal is within three months. The U.S.-China partial trade deal will happen in three weeks. Market participants call the new European Central Bank's easing program to fight low inflation and growth quantitative easing infinity. How many scars do they have to have from countless failures of QE? To reach global tranquility, the monetary elites now want all three countries to spend their last ounce of treasure to reach the unreachable star. These views are my own. Go to tmspotlight.com to subscribe to my daily newsletter. Check out the tmspotlight.com. Signed up for Les's daily newsletter. A lot of good information there. Alvy is joining us. She is CMB Vice President of Education for Union Home Mortgage, Master CMB. Thank you for dialing in and participating. Appreciate you. Thanks, Dave. Hey, hi in the news today are VA Earls. VA interest rate reduction refinance loans are rocket science. Hundreds of letters were sent to lenders this week from Jeff London, Director of Office of Loan Guarantee, notifying them of violations of the law concerning the processing of the VA EARLS. It is possible that almost every lender who does VAs may have received one of these letters if you have done VA EARLS uh, since May of 2018, which of course is going to be most of us. Uh, this is when the Economic Growth Regulatory Relief and Consumer Protection Act was passed. You may remember we talked about that. That was Senate Bill 2155. And then VA issued clarifications on August 8th of 2019. So you can imagine that we had all of us had more than a year of loans under what we thought was the VA guidance, even from their training, and then various changes came out or clarifications I should say in their opinion on August 8th of 2019 so everybody scrambled to try to understand the reg make sure we're doing VA Earls correctly and then now we find out even all these little nuances that we worked with that VA is vehemently holding very tight on these regulations and how they should have been applied all the way back to that May 25th of 2018 One of the twists uh, that a few lenders have found out is that they may not have been aware that on a VA-to-VA loan 
with a reduction in the term that just that term reduction is not enough to meet the net tangible benefit requirement even if you meet all the other requirements. If the borrower's payment goes up even by a little bit, did you know that you now need to have a fully documented refinance? This is some of the things as uh, we've been talking with other lenders in the industry. Um, this is when your groups that you become, that you're members of, your mortgage groups really can be helpful as you share ideas with other lenders and find out what they're learning. In times like this, this is when as an industry, we all stick together and try and make sure VA knows, hey, as an industry, we weren't trying to do anything malicious, but you've got to take a look at the way these regs were written in the first place, how they described them, and how as an industry, we try to follow them, but, you know, we're all, all the lenders out there now are struggling with trying to respond to these VA letters. So for those of you out there who do VA interest rate reduction refinances, it is a project. Go back, check every single step about the net tangible benefit, the 36-month recoupment, the seasoning requirements uh, for the 120-day rule, and then this term reduction piece that I'm also referencing in my piece. So please go back, do a complete study of your VAs, make sure your operational procedures are very tightly locked down and get systems put in place. You know, you can do this. A lot of these are easy things to implement. And with most LOS providers, they weren't set up to catch all of this stuff. You need to go in and step up and make sure that you do it because leaving it for human error means you will have errors. So again, VA Earls in the news as a lot of lenders are facing the challenge of trying to identify exactly what did VA want and potentially looking at having to refund a lot of veterans, a lot of money. So a lot of vets may be getting the bank error in your favor check coming their way in the coming month. Back to you, Dave. Thank you. Appreciate you. Good job. Folks, I was in Chicago this last week with our friends Finastro. We're grateful for their sponsorship. Third largest fintech company in the world. And uh, their mortgage bot mobile delivers app-like experience. It is, I got to tell you, you can brand it to your brand, your fonts, your color schemes. It's your business. It is such a powerful tool. And it, I'm getting reports from clients that have taken on and brought in the mortgage bot app and starting to use it as a POS. And it's making such a difference for them. Go to our website, look at our lending under advertisers, see the great video that I recorded with Dan Putney and Eric Schwab. It's really some powerful stuff, guys. If you're looking for a solution, check out Finastra.com. Profit Doctor, Andy Shell, good to have you here in the house. What you got for Profit Doctor segment today? So here you go, Dave. You know, part of being effective in communication is telling a story. We all know this. This isn't new news. The problem is that when we talk about financial results, we talk about numbers. We talk about columns of numbers. And we look at these columns of numbers, and you know we'd rather be at the dentist having a tooth pulled. But it doesn't need to be like that. Financial results tell a story. And to a, an accountant, the financial results tell a vibrant story. The, the problem is accountants then don't translate what they see into a communication style that's understandable to people who aren't CPAs. You know, People like to be socialized. People like to receive messages in a pleasant fashion, you know, pictures of puppy dogs. And so we in accounting need to tell the financial results story. So the financial results talk about what happened on our journey. It's like a road trip. It tells us what we did in September. They tell us about the successes. They tell about the unmet expectations. 
they tell about what each person in the company did. So did every person achieve their goal for September? So we can talk about that as part of the collaborative effort as a company to achieve a common goal. So, and each person's experience is part of the story. So it becomes this kind of in, ingrained, uh, collapsed process where everybody is, is part of the team and everybody contributes to the team. It's, it's already like that, depending upon the degree to which the corporate culture embraces that. But the financial results story is based on what people were able to accomplish. And so we need to talk about the good things. We need to talk about the things that could be improved. All this needs to be part of our dialogue about accounting. It's not just a column of numbers. It's a story about the activity of the company for the past month. It's a story of the company for the past eight months, nine months, ten months. You know, it, it's all about how did we get here? And the financial results tell you that story, but we don't, accounting doesn't do a very good job generally explaining that. That's why in the webinars that I teach, I talk about charts and graphs and speaking in English and don't use words that people don't understand. So part of the problem is that in the CPA world, you're actually taught to write with a vernacular that's indecipherable to others. But that's not what I think the role of a CFO is. The role of a CFO is to communicate, to find ways to say yes, to find ways to explain the outcome. And then when we think about the financial results, we think about the story of our company, we also need to think about, well, what's, what's next? What are we going to do in the rest of 2019? What are we going to do in 2020? What's going to happen? It's like planning a family vacation. We need to think about the details of our road trip that we're going on each month, each week, each day. What are the steps in the journey of our road trip, of our company's trip into the future? We need to think about who gets to sit next to the window, who has to sit next to grandma. You know, these these questions are things that come up that we need to think about, understand, and apply into our business. So we're going to make, we're going to identify the activities of our company. We're going to identify the things that make our company successful. We're going to come up with ways to describe those things in a way that's understandable to people. People will pay attention when it's a story. People will pay attention and be super engaged when they're part of the story. So this is why I'm a big advocate of CFOs having business reviews for every single branch of a company. Talk about it. How did it go? What happened? Make the story. Come up with the details and explain the story. And have have it be a dialogue, not be one way or the other. So the, the key is turning accounting information into and financial forecasts into telling a story. And this is actually where, just from a practicality perspective, this is some place where you have a distinction between the controller position and the CFO position and the people that sit in those seats. So the controller is usually a hardcore accountant, really, really knows the numbers. The CFO is typically a little bit more of a finance guy, guy meaning genderless, anybody, men, women. I guess there's another category for that too, but I'm not going to go there. (laughs) So... Yeah, the CFO is the guy, that, the person, the, the employee that communicates. So typically that's how that works. The CFO has the skill set, the communication skill set to tell yeah. the story more than just, here's the numbers, you know, make it be a story. Content matters for sure, but delivery matters more. So there you go, Dave. Good job. 
PhD Thank in you. communications along with a strategy and a CFO, CPA. My, he's the only guy that has more letters behind his name than in the letters in his name. It's crazy. <laughs> Love it. CMB. Appreciate it. Uh, appreciate it. It's great having lunch with you, my friend. For those of you that are listening live, this is the end of our weekly update. And for those of you who are listening live, just stay right on here. But for those of you who are listening on a downloaded basis, the next thing that should be coming up or the next program will be the hot topic, which we're now going to get into. You've just heard an audio clip from Lickin' on Lending. And here are the sponsors that make this show possible. I want to say a special thank you to our sponsors, Black Knight, Open Mortgage, Finastra, Resax, Warehouse Lending Division, as well as the MBA, Lenders One, Mortgage Collaborative, CMLA, Velma, Knowledge Coop, Vidyard, and AI Assist. 